Tantala Mason Shelby is a daughter, wife, aunt, friend to many from the Jackson, Mississippi area. Sadly, on April 12, 2017, she was robbed of being a mother to her only child, 25-year-old Kimandre Mason. Most of her life is centered on her family, and the other portion is focused on being a nurse for which she has enjoyed over the past 20 years. Since her son's murder, Tangela has connected with several grassroots organizations focused on gun violence awareness prevention. Tangela states, This affords me the opportunity to keep Kamandre's name present while speaking against irresponsible gun use. Her affiliation to bring awareness to the public health crisis is her advocacy work through Moms Demand Action and Everytown for Gun Safety. She is also a member of the Mississippi Everytown Survivor Network, successfully completing the 2020 Fellowship Training Program. As an engagement representative, this gives her a sense of pride to speak out against the senselessness of gun usage in America. Let's welcome her. And welcome back, Grief Nation listeners. Today on our show, we have a very special guest, a mother um, of the Everytown Survivor Network story sharing series. I'm here to talk about her amazing son. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well, Miami. How are you today? Thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you? I'm blessed. Thank you for having me on the show. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Glad to always connect with my fellow sisters, of course. Um, glad to see you again. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting um, Tangela at the Miami event um, where we went and became fellows for Every Town um, Survivor Network. Um, and just before we even dive in, tell us about your experience with that and, and how much fun and sh- share that. Oh, wow, Miami. It was amazing. I was so elated to have the opportunity to be, first of all, elected to be a a survivor. Um, And once I got there, it was the experience was like a life. It was like once in a lifetime. Um, The teachers there, you know, they were so instrumental in guiding us on how to share our story, making us feel comfortable that, you know, our grief is our grief. And we can if we need to cry or however we need to exhibit or um, share that with whomever is listening. But it's okay. It's really okay. It was nice. It was so nice. Just I thought so too. Uh, we had a good time together. We did. <laughs> so tell us about your journey of uh, first becoming a survivor mom um, of a murdered child and what happened and just that day, what happened? Oh, wow, Miami. Um, I mean, you know, to begin, you know, which anyone can imagine, it was the most horrific, terrifying, and numbing day. It was, you know, it's never predicted. You know, you, you don't foresee it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a regular day. You know, the night had came. It was a, about 9.30 at night. My son and I was, you know, texting back and forth. And his uh, the young lady that he was dating at the time, she called me. And she told me that he had been shot. 
And, you know, first I was like, did I hear her correctly? And so she was just so hysterical. So I told her, I'll tell you what, why don't you call me back when you have more information? Because it was not conclusive. You know, it was like she had heard and then she had phoned me. And me being a nurse for over 20 plus years, I said, you know, if this is if this is true, within the next, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, we should have more information, be as it may, you know, ambulance service, hospital, or, you know, like I said, someone will have more uh, concrete information for me. And that's exactly what happened. She phoned me back at 10.07 p.m. on April 12, 2017. And she told me that my baby had been shot and that he was... Every time I tell this, it makes me cry that he was alone in a ditch. I just screamed. It was the most horrific scream ever expelled from my body. So, you know, my husband and I, we got in route to where <clears throat> we were informed he was. And when we got there, all you saw was just lights, you know, the police lights and, you know, the, uh, taping off of the area um we were not you know permitted to go to the actual uh crime scene site and um it had been confirmed you know they asked him a couple questions to identify him you know and i gave him some uh very pertinent uh markings that came under head you know he had like on his chest he had a bible verse on his chest and they confirmed it and the journey started it started in me trying to just live, exist, and breathe, knowing that um, my only child was deceased. You know, it was something that, it was like a dream. And to be honest with you, it's still like a dream. I often think, you know, is this my reality? It cannot be my reality, but it is my reality. Um, I have, I asked the Lord, that night, well, not that night, within that week's time as we were preparing for his uh, memorial services, not to let me lose myself. Because, you know, like I said, I am a nurse and I've seen individuals, once they lost someone that's so significant to them, everything changes. And that's that, that's something I did not want. And I vowed from that day that I would do whatever I can to fight for justice as well as uh, be very proactive against gun violence. Uh, so the opportunity has come to where I've become a member of, you know, every town and it has helped me as give me outlets to share my story as well as to be an active participant and trying to change, you know, well, we, I don't think we would ever stop, but we did. I think we definitely can reduce the numbers. We can require and demand people to be um, more responsible as they um, are in possession of guns. Um, you know, every day you wake up praying that, okay, Lord, let this be a day that I can, you know, exist and do what I need to do in order to keep living. Because, you know, although Kimandre is gone, I still have to go on. I mean, I still have to perform my job. I still have to interact with individuals. Um, you know, when you, when you lose someone, uh, unexpectedly for sure, in my opinion, you don't just lose that individual. Everything about your life changed. Every thought, you know, it challenges your uh, Christianity. It um, makes you, you know, be on your knees more often for, for myself. I mean, I am a Christian. It um, 
I felt like I lost my purpose. You know, because if you become a mother, everything you do is for that child. And when he transitioned from this earth and he was taken from me, I said, what do I do now? Like, what do I do? And, you know, I still ask that question sometimes because when Dre, when Dre was murdered, I was pursuing my master's degree and I had a plan. Mm -hmm. But all that has come to cease because I'm, I'm fearful, hesitant of if I make another move, am I going to be, have a, you know, like a, I don't know, breakdown or not be able to handle it because it's, it's different. You know, I'm already dealing with, with different. And so um, I just, um, I'm doing the best that I can. I Like I say, I pray a lot. I have friends that I speak to, you know, on a regular basis. Um, it's, it's, it's hard. It's very hard. You know, oftentimes you see a mother, or I, mean, I don't want to just say a mother, but you know, for me, you see a mother who's lost uh, a son or child. They're smiling, but they're crying behind that smile. Their tears falling daily and hourly because of this. Yeah, um, I'm so sorry um, to hear um, what you've had to go through, what you continue to go through. Um, you know, we are a collected group of women mm. that are in this fight against this thing it's nothing like that this is what we wanted to do or wanted to be a part of is definitely not something that we are praising about being a part of this um group of um, women and husbands and just family members um but we are stronger of course together and i know calandria says that all the time which i, I love that because um any day, any time, any hour, second, minute, you know, we can be triggered by this yeah. thought of just not having our loved ones. So oh, yeah. um, uh, it could be a picture, it could be a song, it could be a smell, it could be a favorite food that you've cooked your child for years. And um, just the thought of um, that person or your loved one is not there anymore it just has to hurt and especially the loss of a child is one of the most significant relationships um, um that when you lose that person or child or we don't know we're just living we're just doing yeah. like you said you're doing your best you're doing your best yeah <laughs> right yeah. yeah you are the thing is it's not that it doesn't my walk is not going to look like at look like your walk, but yet we are doing the best that we can, right? Exactly. You know, um, Miami. So many people give you a synopsis, not a synopsis. They give you a scenario or kind of um, tell you what they think is like. But the best analogy I think I've heard was, um, it's kind of like well, it's like losing a body part. Mm -hmm. You know, you once had it; it's not there. You always reminded that you don't have it and the pain from not having it is constant and yeah. never goes away and they'll be with you until you take your last breath absolutely um, just kind of referencing back like you say you know the the triggers that come on you know i think the worst for me is like standing in the grocery store line mm -hmm. and i'm about to check out i'm like no please no not right now and um there's just it, it makes you feel isolated too. Yeah. 
And that's why groups like this are so important. Mm -hmm. And I think it's pivotal in um, ensuring that you do find a support group. You know, even the strongest people, I always tell myself, oh, you know, I don't need, you know, no, not that I need, well, I've always been very independent. So I'm like, you know, I'm okay. But this has been totally different, totally different. I have appreciated everything that um, every town has provided me. And, um, you know, like I said, becoming a fellow has really made me become part of a group that feels safe in sharing my story. And not be judged, you know, because sometimes you feel like, oh, they're tired of hearing that. You know, there she goes again. It makes you feel awkward, like I said, which we shouldn't feel that way. Right. We should not feel that way. And I think it's because people just don't really know um, what to say or how to say it. And, you yeah. Know, when it's um, left up to an individual trying to speak to a griever. And that's why mm-hmm. it's so important to understand the, the verbiage and the language um, of grief um, and how to speak to a griever. Um, that's mm-hmm. like one of my things that I, I'm always sharing with um, my coaching um, clients that, you know, um, not even if you're wanting to learn more about um, grief or not, or if you have gone through or something, I just think because, you know, for years we were never taught the right ways to say, yeah. you know, whatever. We wasn't even taught how to grieve because I don't know. I we all the time when I was young, a young girl, when, you know, when family members um, passed away, you know, all the kids were just shoved in a room to say, you know, go be with your cousins and, you right, know, right. and having a good time right. and not having the experience totally oblivious. You know, how to, how to be or how to um, express our emotions because that was unheard of to even talk to children about it. So, right. you know, right. further um, education and, and, and training and, and helping us understand how should we um, process our emotions yes. are like the best things for us. Um, uh, but share, um, please share your son with us and who Dre was. Oh my gosh. He still is. <laughs> so Kim and Dre was this, first of all, he loved the outdoors. You cannot confine him to inside. You know, once he became of age, where you're working age, I knew he could not do eight to five. He could not go in and slide a badge and say, okay, I'm going to sit here until my shift is over. No, he was very hands on. He was, uh, he had a smile, Miami, that literally melts your heart. Everybody said he had a million dollar smile. I mean, it was gorgeous. And just to let you know, I had to pay for that smile with those, (laughs) with his It was so funny because when he was, I think he was about 11, no, 12, he went to the orthodontist. He was like, uh, why well, I got to have braces? He said, well, young man, you have your father's teeth, but your mom's mouth. And they're just <laughs> fighting for room. <laughs> but he was, Dre was, he was a, his spirit. Um, he was a gentle spirit. Now he was, he, you know, he knew how to defend himself, but he was a very, he had a very forgiving heart. He was our, um, He was a caregiver for my parents. Mm. He was our maintenance person. Um, He was our gopher. We lost so much when we we lost Kim and Drake. Um, He never met a stranger. It's so funny because he'll have friend girls who had children and Dre would be keeping the kids. I'm like, Dre, who are these kids? You just can't have these children now. They had to go to work. He said, I'm gonna watch my... I said, boy. You can't just have a young child over here. He said, Mom, it's okay. He said, they need somebody to watch the children. But he had a big heart. He loved children. He loved kids, and they loved him. 
he had a very special bond with my niece. Uh, she's the only child as well. Mm -hmm. um, but Jay was, he, well, like I said, especially being my only child, he was my everything. He literally yeah. was. He, he was my joy. He was my joy. So how does your husband cope? Well, you know how men are. You know, they're, they're definitely very different. Um, Luther doesn't talk much about it. Um, he is actually, that's his stepchild. Okay. Um, so he, he, like I say, he's very quiet about it. And yeah. it's like a, it's a, it's like a, what do you call it? It's, it's a sad, what is it like, the, you, it's the unsaid, no, it, mm -hmm. that's how you say it. Yeah. But, you know, he's, he's very quiet, but you know, that's just how he is as far as with his emotion. Yeah. It was like when he, he lost his father and um, his sister. He didn't say much, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, like you said, we don't know how to, the language, we don't know what to say. And absolutely. especially different with men, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But you still know that they, they, they have this suffering because even though mm -hmm. my husband, um, of course, Taiki was his bonus son as well, too. Mm -hmm. um, but yet. I saw him struggle through it just yeah. as, you know, just as much as that was his, you know, his son, yeah. you know, so right. they definitely, um, you know, it's good to see when the men do come forward and talk about it because they should. Um, right. um, and, and then it helps us too when we see them doing it. And I'm sure, um, you know, with your conversations with your husband, he does it with you, but it's mm -hmm. definitely so good to see them doing it, you know, publicly or sharing. Cause I know sometimes when we've been over to a family's or a friend's house and, and my husband would just start talking about it. And I'm like, well, where, where does this come from? <laughs> like oh wow you know and it makes yeah. me feel good of course because he's sharing and um because yeah. it's unexpected when he when he does but um it's so good especially here from our black men um yeah. you know their troubles or what, what what's mm -hmm. um bothering them um so can you share some of the um complexities of your journey and trying and you know doing your best like you said just making it through and like what that mourning process is and i'm sharing I'm, i asked that question because so many mothers mm -hmm. just feel like that this is only happening to them mm -hmm. even though we share the same in um um relationship with the gun violence but still mm -hmm. they just think it's them you know no matter where they are in their journey so just yeah. kind of share like that your mourning process with people so, you know, when, when my eyes first opened and I realized that the good Lord has blessed me to, for another day and I breathe through the night without any complications and everything is uh, functioning as it did when I went to bed, I just say, thank you, Lord. Hmm. And then I start with a prayer. And Miami, for me, taking those deep breaths and inhaling and exhaling, it's like it helps me to release some of the stress. Hmm. And I ask the Lord to protect me, guide me as I go through the day, because I, I never know what my feelings are going to be or my emotions. Yeah. Um, you know, working in the, in the, I say in the public, but nursing, when my patients come in, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm grieving really bad. I have to get myself together before I go into their room, because what I don't want is to project my grief, my pain into my care for them. So, yeah. um, I just take a moment and like I say, those deep breaths, just that inhaling and then exhaling. And I always end, I say, okay, Lord, and I'm able to move forward. Um, there's a lot of praying throughout the day. There's a lot of praying. There's a lot of breathing. Um, the challenges come, you know, like you said, the triggers when I'm driving, 
And, you know, I've even seen young men that even look like my son. I just want to go grab them. Like, can I just touch you? No, <laughs> you know, like, no, 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 you can't do that, Tangela. But, um, I, so just to answer your question real quick and brief, I wake up with a prayer. I breathe through the day and I pray all day. Oh, I pray so all day. Thank you for sharing that because someone's going to hear you and, you know, because we're touching who we're to touch. We're, we yes. are still here on earth to touch who God needs us to touch. And I'm sure by somebody hearing your episode, that's really going to, you know, resonate with them. So thank you so much for um, saying that. You spoke earlier about um, gun ownership. Can you please talk about responsible versus non-responsible? Um, oh, yeah. and oh, for sure. Um, what that entails for your advocacy so what that entails with me Miami is that you know I don't oppose individual being gun owners mm -hmm. I mean I'm a gun owner mm -hmm. but what I want them to be is responsible when they do become in possession of those uh, guns meaning if you have one put it up you know don't be careless and have, have it laying around I don't think adults should you know flash guns in front of children because the curiosity you know they want they want to do what we do so you need to have them locked secured and not you know out in the open so that those young children can gain possession of them as well I believe that you know if you have someone with mental challenges they should be they should not be in possession of them because their mental judgment is impeded you know you can't always guarantee that they're going to make the right decision about something so you know there need to be more regulations on gun on what individuals getting possessions of gun and that's what I really like about every town you know we are fighting uh, not, you know, we are asking those, demanding those type things be done. We're talking to our politicians, you know, to ensure that, hey, listen, this is what we need and this is what we demand. Because even like, you know, look at the, all these school shootings, innocent children lives have been taken. And not just children, even the adults. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think a person's life should be taken at the hand of an irresponsible, you know, individual because of a gun. I do not, you know, it, every time I hear of it, it makes my heart ache. And that, you know what I mean to say? They're in for a long journey. Yeah. They're in for a very long journey. You know, if we do those background checks, you know, some people say, oh, that's not going to help. No, any action step that you take to counteract it, it's going to help. Yeah. It, it's going to help. It's going to, it's going to make the, the person think, in my opinion, you know, someone, like I said, everyone's not going to be in uh, compliance to it but i do think it's going to help them to think about it and, you know it's, it's gonna maybe that split second that you know they're in there this immediate thought oh i want to take this and go do whatever injustice they want to do or harmful act they want to do i think if you have those that time frame that it takes for them to you know be in possession of god mm -hmm. someone may reach them you know god may speak to their spirit and it be changed so I think, you know, we, we need more members to come and join, you know, this um, journey that we're on. And anyone that's interested, we want, you know, if you would just text JOIN, J-O-I-N, to 64433. Hey, listen, please do. I mean, we are a massive group, and but we have room for many, many, many more individuals to join us. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. um, your work speaks for itself as far as the advocacy. Um, we see you around doing what you do um, for Moms Demand or in, in every town. Um, but please share your advocacy work and that um, how you're continuously um, keeping families safe. And I know you said you advocate, you go and talk to um um, your legislators, but is there anything coming up for your chapters? What's going on? Um, just share that with us. Well, at present, um, there's not anything coming up, but we do. I am any, I do a lot of solo work okay. because, you know, I do meet a lot of young people. Okay. Um, so I encourage them, you know, to be responsible individual and what this has done, what, the loss of my son has done. I want them to feel the agony and the loss and the suffering that I endure because of just irresponsibleness. You know, mm -hmm. um, my work, like, you know, you're going to always hear me speak of our Heavenly Father. Yeah. It starts with Him. And because I feel like that's how we're going to reach the spirit of individuals. Mm -hmm. So um, we, we do have groups around our community that are, you know, trying to change trying to uh, provide services or jobs like for young individuals. So at that time, you know, we're able to grab, grab them and speak upon, you know, gun violence and try to lead them in the right direction. So that's part of my work as well. I'm part of a couple of groups uh, locally where they, um, you know, work in the community to engage the young generation because those are the ones that we need to touch. You know, social media is, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing, but also it's a bad thing for our young people. Yeah, yeah. And you, you're welcome to shout those organizations out that you're supporting, if you'd like. Oh, I have to get my list. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on my list, Miami. <laughs> you know, no, it's okay. Oh, Miami. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. Um, you know, I just want you to share, you know, yeah. what anything that you're doing and especially just like you said you're out here and you're working with these children so that if someone else hears this they'll know um and i can what i can do is i can put when i'm when i get ready to post the interview i can put all that in description yes okay. i'll make sure because i be want to know with those programs that that you're working with people know you know how to get more um in contact yes. with that with that okay. different that organization okay um, so let's great. talk about how people can reach you um like if you have a, a website or if you have or if you're on social media yes so should anyone want to reach me and definitely i would appreciate um anyone that hears this uh podcast uh, hear me speaking with you to text uh honor to 64433 and that will let every town know that I have you know done a talk about our organization and shared my story for our fellowship so please again text honor to 64433 um, so I'm on and my Facebook page is, is it's not what do you call it it's not closed it's not you know mm -hmm. It's open, you know, anybody can look at it, you know, I'm, I'm transparent, you know, for <laughs> <laughs> but my name is Tanjola Mason Shelby on there because I have a maiden name plus my married name because, you know, your friends know you by Mason. Yeah. Uh, and it's hyphenated, it's hyphen Mason Shelby as well. I have a um, Twitter page, Twitter page and my, you have to forgive me. <laughs> I told you I'm old, Miami. But <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I'm I'm aging, but I'm but I'm gonna age with grace. But um, I do have a Twitter page. I'll give you that, and I have a um, 
Instagram page. Okay. And it's Tata underscore karma. Don't ask me the history of it. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. I generated that when I was younger, okay? I'm just going to say that. <laughs> that is okay. Yeah. But, um, but Twitter, the Twitter page. Twitter page, okay. At Tangela Fordre. So it's okay. pretty much my name and my son's name together. Okay. Tangela yeah. Fordre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. For yeah. Twitter. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. Um, so tell my Greek Nation listeners your favorite quote and why. <laughs> um, what did I say? Okay. What is, what is very it? simple. I know. Very, very simple. It's too for Miami. <laughs> Oh my god. To, you want me to tell you what you said? Yeah, I'm sweating over here. I'm so nervous. You see me bouncing with my hair. <laughs> okay, Lord. I've said that. Didn't I say that earlier? Yes, you have said it. That's why I was laughing. Like, okay, she still said this throughout this whole interview. But why? That's why I was like, okay, I gotta ask her why. Yeah. Why you say why is that your favorite quote? Okay, Lord. Because he has this. He got it. And I and I trust him. I trust him wholeheartedly. And every time there's doubt, he makes me quite doubt in my mind or have a very stressful day, I say, okay, Lord. And it just, mm. it, it reprograms me, recenter me. It it flips the switch yeah. immediately. And I tell my friends that. I tell my coworkers that. I said, when you're stressed, just say, okay, Lord. What can you just, what else can you say, Miami? What else can we say? But okay, Lord. And to be honest with you, what you just said was so powerful. And I hope anybody that watches this podcast, <laughs> if they would just rewind back for a second before you said, okay, Lord. And like you said, when once you said it, it was a switch. Yeah. You got very emotional at first. And then after you said it, the switch changed. I mean, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> it was true. It was true in it the is. statement that you said. So, I mean, it's just... It's powerful for me. It is, and I and I'm telling you, I said that very same thing when my son passed. I said, "Okay, look," and it came with, "Okay, what do you want me to do with this?" Because right. about is everything we do is about him. Yeah. Everything yeah. we don't some don't think it's, but they don't believe it. But it really is. It's about him. I said, "What do you want me to do with this?" Because mm-hmm. surely. I'm just not supposed to grieve and cry every day. Right, right, you know? right, right, right. Absolutely. What do you want me to do with this? What message am I supposed to share with this? How am I supposed to change or help your people to hear your word, you know, and follow you? That's what gets me to, that's what helps me. And, and, and so as you're saying that, oh, you gave me chill bump. As you're saying that, what was the defining moment to change and make it this purposeful for you? So when you, as you're saying that and you're, you're saying, God, what am I supposed to do? What did you hear or what, what happened for you to say, I, okay, I'm going to work with every town or I'm what yeah. advocacy. Oh, how did, what, what happened? Well, like I said, when it happened, I just, I do believe everything on this earth happened for a reason. And it's, it's because of an ordinance of what God's plan is. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's up to us to find out what that is. That's what we have to seek and find out. So I kept saying that, and just as the months passed, you know, I was introduced to Moms and Men Action from a really good friend named Erin Shirley. She introduced me to uh, Mary Helen. Um, she's our uh, lead person here in Mississippi, and it just evolved. 
Mm-hmm. It just evolved from that. And you know, you know from yourself being affiliated with these organizations, you hear about other groups. So you expand out more. And then once you start expanding out and you know you start listening, there are other groups within your community you start hearing about. Mm-hmm. So it literally happened. So Kimandre was killed on a Wednesday, which was April 12th. Because of it was it was a murder, you know, his body had to be taken to the crime lab. Mm-hmm. It was not released to our to my to myself and my family until Friday. We had his funeral on that Tuesday. So within those days, Miami, I didn't sleep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I literally did not sleep. I didn't eat. I just breathed. I literally just breathed. And like I told you, I said, okay, look. What do you want me to do with this? Because I need his strength in order to keep me going. I got to have it. I can't do this by myself. No one here on this earth can help me with that more so than he can. And I tell you, I woke up the morning, the day of my son memorial services, and I said, I sat in my chair in my bedroom, I closed my eyes, and I said, Lord, Give me the strength to endure this day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to cherish every moment about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to remember every person that touches me, that says something to me. I want to remember every, I mean, literally every moment of it. And after my son, after we were done with his services, I came home at night and I slept. I'm not saying I have a lot. I've had a lot of sleep since then, but I rested because I rested my faith in him. Mm. That's what I did. Mm. I rest my faith in God. Mm. I really did. So powerful, sister. So powerful. Mm. So powerful. This makes us, you know, I, I know that this tears us apart. It, you know, this even tears up families, Um, you know, um, it's, it's so disheartening to have to go through this, but it makes us so much better yeah. um, when we didn't even, when we didn't see the light of day. Um, and just like you said, looking back on the, that day of having to be the one that sit on that front row, it's just, yeah. but to see where you are now, <laughs> it's like, wow. You know, I breathe so much that day. <laughs> yeah, but God. <laughs> Uh, Miami, I breathed so much today. My husband said, he kept here. He said, just breathe. Yeah. Breathe on. I was like, and I breathe. Because, you know, I just didn't want to be hysterical. Yeah. I didn't want to, I just didn't because I don't know if it sounds strange to somebody, but that day won't come again. Mm-hmm. And that was the day that I was saying my final physical goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My baby. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to uh, make sure that we were as one spiritually on that day. Absolutely. Wow. Because yeah. he probably, you know, just kind of had a little funny, like, Ma, you was acting a fool. <laughs> <laughs> and can't you hear their voice sometimes? Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, Ma, yes, yes. I, yes. Yes. I hear Tyson's voice all the time. Yeah, because I'm always telling him, you know, okay, listen, when you go in public, you make sure you do this, this, and other. Don't right. be out there embarrassing me, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And he said the same thing. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah mom, <laughs> you're so dramatic. 
You still drink. No, but that's the thing that no one can take from us. No, you no, cannot no. take the memory of how Mm-mm. Mm-mm. beautiful a life that had so much value to yes. me. You, that's yes. that's one thing you can't take away. You know, God promised us that we will live and die. Yes, but He, you know, we are able to keep capture of the spirit. So yes. having that. And knowing that no one can take that away from me, I still yes. know that I have something to hold. Oh, on. yeah, it's precious. You know, Dre, excuse me, Dre would, um, I love this about him. You know, I'll be at my mom's house. He'll come behind me, unexpected, and just grab it really, really tight. Uh-huh. And then kiss me right here behind my ear. Miami, you just don't know. Mm. Like, it was precious then, but like now to just to reflect back on it. Yeah, yeah. Now let me ask you this question: um, Do you feel that still sometimes? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I do. Yeah. Ooh, thank you, Lord. That first. What about that? What about that first dream? Oh, mm. I, I was so upset because I was like, "When am I gonna? Why can't you know? I, when am I gonna? Yes. When is it coming? Now? When is it coming? You, you, you right. know. Right. And literally, uh, to be honest with you, I did have a dream of the night. I didn't know he had passed yet, but I, um, I was told when Taiki was missing yeah. um, that night, I had a dream. He came to me in that dream, but I still didn't know that he was gone yet. So. But after that, you know, your yeah. mind is not calm enough to even, it's, it, it won't allow you to even have those dreams or have, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, this, that spirit to come back to you because right. you're so, you know, discombobulated. You're just, you know, you're not functioning well. You're, you're, yeah. you're, 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 you're grieving, you're angry, you're, yeah. you know, but not yeah. until, but that one day, that yeah. one night. Yeah. How <laughs> was that for you? What was your first dream? It was so beautiful. Oh my God. I was so mad that I woke up. I was like, wait, 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 wait. No, no. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you what happened. So I, and it was the strangest thing because I was going somewhere with the only that, that I would, I mean, we, we never went anywhere together, but, mm. um, but I was running up the stairs. I said, wait a minute. Let me go put my purse up. Okay. Why am I running to put my purse up? I'm going somewhere, right? Mm-hmm, so I'm right. running up the stairs. And it was an apartment complex, and I don't live in an apartment complex. So you, but but needless to say, so I went upstairs and I opened the door to put my purse in, and he's sitting on the couch. I said, Dre, oh my god! And I just ran to him. Mm-hmm. I just ran to him. And I sat in his lap, you know. I said, Dre. He said, Mom, I'm good. He said, I'm good, mom. He said, mommy was such a good mom. Oh, beautiful. I said, Trey, he said, mom, I'm good. And then Miami, you know how he departed me? He kissed me. Mm. And then I woke up, I was like, ah! That's what I said, I was like, come back, come back, come back. But it was the best. It was the best feeling. It was so real. Yes. I mean, like I could have just, mm. you know, just squeeze them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm. that was that was the best dream ever. But I'm gonna tell you this. Mm. In hindsight, I guess when you think about it, two, three days before he was killed, Joy mm. and I had the most. We, we had the longest talk and the most mature conversation that we've ever had. 
And I was just looking at him. He's like, Mom, you know, you're a really good mother. I said, okay, you know. Thanks. <laughs> it's like, no, Mom. And he grabbed my arm. I was like, what? I grab my arm like that. He said, Mom, look at me. So I looked at him. And we locked out. He said, Mom, I'm serious. He said, you're a great mom. I love you. You mind, Dre? He said, Mom, I know I've done some things that you were not really happy about. He said, I just want you to know that I'm sorry. I said, Kimon Dre, let me tell you something. Only thing I've ever wanted you to do was to honor and do what thus says the Lord. Mm -hmm. He said, Oh, Mom, God got me. Mm -hmm. I'm good. And Miami, he jumped and leaped like he was a kangaroo girl. <laughs> This boy, he said, Mom, I feel so good, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, you know, like it was just a great conversation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, like I said, it was a Sunday and come that Wednesday. But as well, so many people shared with me long, in depth conversations that they never had with Kim Andre. And I said, Lord, you know what? You will let him say his goodbyes, yeah, and I yeah. thank him for that. Mm -hmm. Because whomever he spoke to, they needed that for whatever reason. Absolutely. You know, there were cousins, there were aunties, there were distant relatives. Some people are, he really hadn't talked in a while, but they had that conversation. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? Whatever movement, whatever whatever meaning or purpose it was, I'm glad that they were able to have that with Kim Andre. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that I'm sure that that gave them some closure. You know, oh. it, it's never easy and not, you know, but that probably really helped them through the process because I think, oh. you know, we all kind of think of, of that or all kind of experience that like, oh, you know, yeah. I just talked to him and you know what he yeah. said, you know, so yeah. I'm just, that's just God always still just preparing mm -hmm. us. Right? I, I just, right. It's just him always preparing us. He's preparing because us. Because that's... Right. Because, like, if I hadn't had that, what would be my mindset? Absolutely. My mindset? Absolutely. But he still you know? takes care of us. He still yeah. takes care of us through others. You know? Yes. It's just... Yes. <laughs> he's just so good to us. Um, he is. I can just not stop talking uh, uh, about how good he is. Okay, yeah. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And every you know, time I hear somebody say that, or if I said, I'm, I'm going to think of you. You're going to time And you know, um, I, I was blessed to have a beautiful grandbaby. Oh, yeah. So two weeks from the day of um, the day that Dre was murdered, his um, the young lady he was dating, she found out she was pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was on a Wednesday at that, you know. Uh -huh. And he's like, and you know what the funny thing is? He had morning sickness. Oh, gosh. Bitten. I was like, Mom, Mom, what is this going to stop? I said, I'm, I'm never, I mean, I'm not a male. I have no idea, Kimandre. He said, Mom, just can't, oh, I just can't stop spitting. <laughs> it was so funny. But yeah, I have a beautiful baby. I have a beautiful grandbaby. Her name is Bailey. Aww. And, you know, it does sad me that, you know, she would never have the opportunity to uh, know my son. Yeah. Um, and it scares me sometimes to think what would be her thought process with this. Mm -hmm. But I do ask God to protect her. Yeah. Protect her. Yeah. Absolutely. And yes. and I know you being uh, Grammy or Nan. Mm -hmm. what, 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 what I'm Dre Grant. I'm Dre Grant. Dre Grant. Oh, that's <laughs> I know, right? I love that. <laughs> I, I'm sure, I'm sure, um, you know, just your light being there with her and, and sharing his life. 
um yeah. i'm sure you will not let her not know who her father is so um i'm, I'm sure she's gonna she's gonna know who he is and, and love him and, and i'm sure he's still watching over her and will continue to yeah yeah yeah. Look at this. This is a little sweet point here. My sister, she was at the house about two weeks ago, and Phyllis said she was outside just crying, crying, crying. I mean, like, just hollering. Yeah. And she's like, Billy, what's wrong? She's just crying. All of a sudden, she stopped. She's like, hey. She said, a bird flew by. Mm -hmm. She said, Billy, who are you talking to? The bird. Oh. Hey. And she just still. Yes. I think that was my boy. All right. Absolutely. I think that was my boy. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, she was like in a tangent, you know, crying, feeling sad, and it just, hey, and, you know, sometimes we don't identify or recognize when God comes in, where He, you know, allows us right. to have those moments. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But I'm glad that you're able to notice that and see that, and your sister was able to identify that for her. You know, you, yeah. You, yes. Yeah. Because I definitely yeah. believe in the spirit. And oh the yeah, that's what we are. That's what we are. That's right, and, and that's and, what we are. And he can come through any form, yeah. um, to to give us some love and, and some light. Yes, any day on any day at any time. So before mm -hmm. I let you go, because it's okay. an amazing, amazing conversation. Um, you. What has your attention being a leader in your community that um, you would like to see change or bring further awareness to? So, you know, Miami, with me, um, just kind of the things that went on with my son's case, his murder of being a felon, hmm. uh, gaining possession of a firearm. I just want our politicians, I want those who are in positions to hold people accountable. I want to hold them accountable. I want to ensure that, you know, when you see these guns, given to people illegally or you know coming to possession make a statement that you know this is we're not going to tolerate it there has to be disciplinary actions behind that because to me nothing in life changes without some type or some form of let's just say plain punishment yeah that's it yeah i mean that's just that's just it you know um whether we're talking about, you know, people with mental problems getting possession of guns, or we're talking about felons in possession of guns, uh, young people, whatever it is. When it does happen, what are you going to do to say, hey, listen, this is not acceptable? Yeah. And I want us to have, have more laws that are focused on that, you know, to ensure that... Um, that change come about so that we can have something to fall back on to, to like I said, to try to counteract these, this gun balance that we're having. It's senseless. Yes. It's absolutely senseless. Absolutely. Yeah. Tanjala, thank you so much for coming on. It's the Miami Night Show Grief Talk and sharing your story, um, mm -hmm. giving us um, everything okay, you told us about um your son and just his life sharing his life and who he is and still is um is so much mm -hmm. more important than um how he died i just want to mm -hmm. highlight you know their life and um yes. you to share your story and to be able just to let others know that you know out of all of this darkness and pain there is resiliency that comes behind that yes. if we allow it so thank yeah. you for, for coming. Yeah, we just have to be sure. I think we just have to think about our loved one. They wouldn't want us left here not functioning. 
and whatever you can do to have that normalcy of what you were before this happened, try to get it back. Try to sustain it because it's it's it's, it's important. Yes. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Miami. You're welcome. Thank you, Miami. Be blessed. Well, there you have it, Grief Nation listeners, and thank you for tuning in to another transformative segment on It's the Miami Night Show Grief Talk. Today, we give thanks filled with love and gratitude for our special guest, Tangela Mason Shelby, for expressing your very unique grief journey and sharing ways of understanding the healing process. This is your girl, Miami Knight, with much love and light until we connect again spiritually.